Our culture doesn't expect much from teenagers, but that doesn't mean that Jesus feels the same way. I mean, throughout the pages of scripture and over the course of history, God has repeatedly used young people in incredible ways. It's time to go the second mile in rejecting teenage apathy. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5, 41, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. Do more than just the bare minimum. And today, I want to talk specifically uh, to the teenager or the teenager in your life to do more than just the first mile Christianity, which is go to church every so often when there's nothing better on the table. Uh, Go to youth group when there's nothing else going on with your friends. Read the Bible when you're in trouble. Pray when you are desperate. Um, worship when you're at camp. You can see where all this is going, right? See, that's that's first mile uh, youth Christianity in our culture today. And honestly, uh, we need some young people to step up and decide that they're going to follow Jesus intently and passionately and not just do the bare minimum. And the thing that I am encouraged as, uh, number one, as a father and seeing uh, teenage kids in my house want to follow Jesus passionately uh, as being a pastor and seeing uh, young people in our church church desiring to do more than just the bare minimum and going to camps and events and seeing that there is a growing hunger uh, than I've ever seen before. In fact, what's remarkable is if I think that the time post uh, COVID, post 2020, uh, that summer when you know church camps all around uh, the country were shut down due to the pandemic, uh, and then I think about what's happened afterwards, I have never seen such a response uh, at youth camps, at youth events, uh, even recently this week, been able to share the gospel and just seeing a, I just I would say, a shocking number of students who were saying yes to Jesus, being bold about it, being unashamed to share it with other people in the room, and I've never seen that before in my lifetime. Something is stirring in this student culture, and if we don't take advantage of it and really take the opportunity while the harvest is ripe, I believe that many of us in churches are going to miss it. So how can we reject that teenage apathy and expect these young people to be true, maturing disciples of Jesus? Listen, I understand that it's challenging to be a teenager these days. Uh, I know if you are a teenager, if you've got one in your life that you care about a lot, uh, I hear it from a lot that many students uh, that are teenagers comment on the stress uh, that come from a a few different sources, right? There's peer pressures, uh, unending assignments. It seems like it grows every single year. Uh, Relational dramas, that's always been there, but phones make it a whole lot more uh, accessible. There's tempting situations. Uh, There's demanding authorities, which might be parents, coaches, teachers, you name it. Uh, But during these pivotal years, there's really a lot of pressure that young people feel. And while this time of life has always been full of unique challenges for every generation, uh, I don't doubt for a second that uh, the teenagers that are existing in our culture today are experiencing an increasing increasing amount of adversity. Um, if, if a teenager feels overwhelmed at their age, like I totally get that. Um, it, it is challenging to be a teenager these days, but I really want to offer them a different type of challenge. Uh, in their journey from childhood to adulthood, um, I want those teenagers to do more than survive through the opposition, but really learn how to thrive in the opportunity. Um, I hope and pray that for any teenager listening that you can live these years as a dedicated disciple of Jesus. 
eagerly seeking after his ways, uh, diligently maturing in crucial areas. Don't even entertain the thought of wasting these years. So many people do that. You don't need to. You should use these years intentionally to grow spiritually by leaps and bounds and see the rest of your life on a trajectory of following Jesus intently. And, you know, out of all the things, all the conflict, all the issues that might come up, out of all the hardships you feel during teenage years, uh, I can imagine that one of the most consistent is that awkward tension between uh, what I would call like restraint and responsibility, okay? Like as you age, you become more convinced that you see things clearly, uh, you can handle situations independently, and I know that you can, right? You're, you're, you're developing those skills. But you probably don't think that you need as many rules from your parents as you used to. You might inwardly think, or you might even be boldly enough to verbally process that you know better than many of the authorities in your life. Uh, your personal confidence uh, could be misaligned with others' perspectives when they think about how capable you are. I mean, in one sense, as a teenager, you might feel frustrated that some people still treat you like a child. In another sense, uh, you don't want all the responsibilities of an adult because, honestly, you look at some of us old geezers and you think, man, that doesn't seem that fun, right? Um, but some people annoy you by explaining too much. Uh, others might overwhelm you by expecting too much. And so, like, how, how are you supposed to, like, deal with those tensions? I mean, because it can be exhausting when you simultaneously feel the hindrance of ongoing restraint, but the pressure of developing more responsibility. You might want more freedom when it comes to driving, but less responsibility when it comes to cleaning, right? You want the ability to spend what you want, but not be forced to work when you would rather not. The years between graduating elementary school and graduating high school are full of those unbalanced expectations. And at the heart of it, you might feel frustrated when someone treats you like a child and you think you should be more respected as, than that. And you want more responsibility to do things, but you also want the respect of those around you as they affirm your potential. Many people request a lot from students, but don't expect that much. But let me just tell you, when you come to somebody who thinks completely different, many people might request a lot from you, but don't expect a lot from you. But that is not the same with Jesus because he expects so much from you in your personal discipleship. So if you are that teenager that is struggling with how you process all the different feelings in your life uh, of like, okay, growing responsibility, but also really feeling disregarded. I mean, if you've ever wanted someone to treat you with high expectations and while at the same time, maybe providing you with exciting privileges, when you come to Jesus, you have come to the right place. He is not waiting for you to get a job so that you can develop a purpose. Uh, he thinks too highly of you to lower the bar at this stage in your life. Uh, he's not waiting for you to move out on your own before he asks you to step out in faith. So if you want to be respected for what you can do at your age, then you need to get ready because discipleship is not something that only he calls adults to. I was thinking about uh, a young person I met recently that uh, when he decided to really start following Jesus, um, he, he decided he was going to do this like all in, like right away. He wasn't going to wait. Um, he, he remembered the day uh, when he received the gospel. He celebrated on his baptism day. I mean, there was just a sincere joy about him. Now, after receiving the gospel and saying yes to Jesus, he really wasn't sure exactly what was supposed to happen next. Uh, he, he was eager to find out. I just remember seeing like so much joy and intentionality in him, but he just didn't know what to do. So uh, what was beautiful is I watched some mentors in his life that he knew within his church uh, helped start his first Bible reading plan, and man, he, he got after it. Uh, he They really connected him with other guys his age who wanted to grow in a group, and they really started growing. 
And, you know, whenever the questions would come up, they would take the time and be intentional to assist him with those growing set of concerns or uh, just confusion when it was coming to things of the Bible or just how you flesh it out as a disciple of Jesus. But I tell you what I saw was he was absolutely floored uh, when like people in his church actually provided him an opportunity to serve. He thought it was just for adults who had probably, you know, attended Bible college, uh, you know, been a seminary, uh, had years of track record. But they actually, his mentors, started like allowing him to teach right alongside a mentor. Uh, they didn't just set him loose and just say, hey, here's a curriculum, good luck. No, he, he did it like in partnership with a mentor, and they would kind of set him up, and he would do a little bit one week, and then he got to do a little bit more the following week, and then sometimes they would just let him do it all on his own. And crazy thing, when we do stuff, it actually, you improve, and he was improving weekly. And raising the bar in the church caused him to step up in his commitment. He didn't try to hide that he was a disciple of Jesus when he was at school. Uh, he started being intentional with other teenagers who lived near him. And you never saw him at church without always bringing a few other uh, friends who lived near him uh, right with him. He was growing so quickly. And it was all because those around him expected him to do more than just the bare minimum. So, so if you think about if he or any teenager just waited until he was an adult before he would have taken those opportunities for Christ seriously, how much would he have missed? I mean, can you imagine how many of people would even have missed his example and impact? And, and I say that because if you are a teenager, you need to know this. Jesus doesn't limit you because of your youthfulness. If you are ready to follow him now, he's not going to keep you somehow locked up in a waiting room until later when you get old and uh, like your your parents' age. Your characterization at this stage of life is a human invention anyway. I mean, if you think about it, it's a fairly recent one. Um, if, you, if you go all the way back, did you know the term teenager wasn't even in our dictionary until the 1940s? Now, that is a very long time ago. I get it, right? Uh, me saying this, but I want you to know, like, I wasn't born then. I wasn't alive then. Uh, so it's 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 back there. But it's if you think about it in the overall timeline, it's not that long ago. And, and now here's the bigger question. Why was it not a word? Because it wasn't needed. There wasn't an intermediate stage of life that prevented young people from maturing into responsible adults. At that time, once you started coming of age, people started expecting more. The word originated from companies that wanted to make money off that generation by marketing products in such a way that they felt the need to get them. So like during the Great Depression, everyone had to step up and help out. And as society was recovering from all that, the economy saw a great incentive to make money by targeting these newly coined teenagers with products that they would see as necessary to fit in with those around them. The term became popular so that anyone at your age would go along with the crowd rather than stand out among it. So what I'm saying is, Listen, don't settle for mediocrity with a prolonged period of development from childhood to adulthood. Why would you wait to do something great when God has used people your age many times before? You can go through the pages of scripture. You can look through the pages of history, and you can even look around your life and see that there are some people that even in their younger days, even in the earlier years of their life, they decided that they were going to follow Jesus intently, uh, sincerely, and they did not wait for it. And so what I'm asking you to do is this culture is telling you that you were too young to do certain things. There might be people in your church that are saying, you know what, you don't have the rights or you haven't been around long enough to engage in certain missional activity. But Jesus is saying, why would you get stuck on the first mile with a bunch of apathetic believers? Don't do that. Go the second mile and follow him now. Don't delay. Right now there are people all around you that need to see Jesus and you can tell them. I hope to see you on the second mile.